Get ready, it's time for Motorsports Madness, powered by the staff at Race Chaser Online. Your motorsports, your way, every day. And now, here's your host, Jacob Seelman. Well, actually not. Your host is Tom Baker for tonight because the other half of the dynamic duel, Jacob Seelman, is actually uh, out of town covering another event that he will talk about on next week's Motorsports Madness show. So welcome, everybody. And we are broadcasting live, as usual, from the Race Chaser Studios here in Mooresville, North Carolina. And my <clears throat> my apologies up front because I do have a bit of a cold this week. So um, if you hear any coughs, please ignore them. Tanner Gray, or rather Taylor Gray, I'm sorry. Taylor Gray is our guest tonight. Um, probably not the first time that's happened to you, is it, Taylor? No, definitely um, not. Being... Uh, being called by your older brother's name. Taylor is our featured guest, and he is in studio with us. This is going to be a bit of a different show tonight because we will have some uh, discussion of the NASCAR schedule and such, but um, we have two guests tonight. Taylor Gray with us now in studio. He is um, driving for DGR Crosley in the um, Cars Late Model Tour here in the uh, Carolinas in the southeast region of the U.S. But um, he is also the younger brother of Tanner Gray, who is uh, probably best known, I think, for uh, what he accomplished in the NHRA last year and um, over the last couple of years. And now he is also circle track racing, but a long family history for you guys um, in the NHRA. Yeah, um, I think my dad's been in it. Uh, probably 25 years maybe i don't know i'm not 100 percent sure on that but i've been in it my whole life um tanner's been in it his whole life too so i mean kind of just grew up and at the drag races well and you know now for you both to be in circle track racing is really interesting and we're going to get into kind of how that all came about and such but uh Taylor has a pretty fascinating history. Oswego Speedway super modified racer Camden Proud is going to be joining us in the second uh, half of the program as well. Uh, and Camden is not only a race car driver, but he's also Oswego's PR director and uh, does some social media for a couple of other series as well. So uh, we'll have much more uh, with Camden coming up in the second hour, and we'll be talking with Taylor uh, here as we continue on with this first hour. And, of course, we will also dissect the 2020 cup schedule too because lots of changes we'll be back to get started with all of it here on motorsports madness right after these words you own a performance car and you know how to drive but you want to learn real performance driving well bunky get that car off the street and onto the track summit point motorsports park the mid-atlantic's premier road racing facility located just over an hour from dc in nearby summit point west virginia is the place to go and you'll find that friday at the track is going to give you what you need for less than a monthly car payment you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of summit point's three world-class road racing circuits you'll receive classroom instruction skid pad instruction in their cars including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444, Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! <gasps> 
It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text, stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. This is Anthony Alfredo, and you're listening to the Performance Motorsports Network. Now back to the show. Welcome back to uh, Motorsports Madness, presented by MyComputerCareer.edu. Training for a better life. We'll tell you more about my computer career later on. Tom Baker with you. And we've got Taylor Gray in studio as well. Taylor's just 14 years old, and... I watched him this past Saturday with the Cars Late Model Tour. <laughs> I mean, you drove like you'd been doing this for 10 years. Um, go out and beat some of the best in the series to win that race. But your story really begins almost from birth. Um, you know, growing up in NHRA with your dad. Tell me about that. You know, it was, uh, it was pretty eventful. <laughs> um, I, I've been in the drag races my whole life. Yep. Um, I didn't really start to put my hands on stuff since probably until I was like six. Didn't really work on stuff, but kind of just played around, you know. Um, and like we were just talking about whenever it was on commercial break. Um, didn't really start working for Steve Torrance until 2016 at the end of the year. And towards the end of the year and then um, full-time 2017. And then in 2018 began my stock car career. And went on from there. Tell me about, first of all, you started working for Steve at what, 12? 11. 11. I think I was 11 at the time. And how how do you get to from, okay, I'm around it because my dad's, you know, a part of it and and, and is a good driver, to, hey, I'm going to go work for Steve Torrance. Why not your dad? How did that all sort of come about? And tell us about the experience with Steve and what you did. Yeah, so um, uh, I originally kind of – I like the fuel cars better than pro stock cars, um, to be honest out here. Okay. I um, I was fascinated by them, just how fast they were. And um, 
I think I, we all share that. <laughs> it's definitely crazy. It is. For sure. For sure. If you actually saw the uh, what the behind the scenes is, you'll be even more fascinated. But Right. I uh, I worked on the, the blower, so it's basically the the big metal piece that sits on top of the engine with the carbon the carbon uh, piece that sticks up on top. That's called the injector. Okay. Uh, kind of worked on that whole piece. And when you say I worked on it, what what did your work consist of? Um, strip it down, take it apart. Um, we would keep the manifold, resurface it whenever it needed it, and put a brand new blower on it and we would just kind of clean out the injector. You never really needed to service the injector. Just make sure all the bolts are tight and everything. And at um, eleven years old. Yeah. How does an eleven-year-old? How do you? How did you learn? Just by watching, or how did you? Um, the first the 2016, I uh, never really put my hands on as much as I did 2017. Okay. But um, I kind of just sat back and watched, and kind of just consumed all, everything, and kind of taught myself and in 2017 i went on full time uh rode with the guys everywhere um <laughs> wow <laughs> yeah that's amazing yeah i would travel i traveled the whole country uh i was in indiana for a month and a half with all those guys and um by myself just working Man. it's pretty crazy what and Steve? Steve's got a personality that doesn't quit. What was what was the team environment like? Because I gotta believe it'd be a blast to work for him. Oh yeah, it was awesome. Um, you know, you definitely got your highs and got your lows, but whatever, whatever. If we went through lows or highs, he was always still pumped up, ready sure. to go, ready to go. Just uh, encouraging the team, getting everybody ready for the next race. So you did that for a couple of years, and then all, and then you went stock car racing. Mm -hmm. Um. I think in between, did you do a little bit of outlaw carts? Yeah, I, uh, yeah. I raced up at Millbridge Speedway so for a little bit. On the dirt. Yep. And then um, I quit that and went and worked for Steve Torrance full-time for a while. I was kind of out of racing. And then uh, went stock car racing. Was was that always your goal? Was stock car racing always your goal? Um, I think at the end of everything, I think stock car racing was the goal, yes. So – you kind of just got the background in drag racing just for the experience or the opportunity or both. You know, I was already, I, I kind of just, my whole life was in drag racing basically. And, um, kind of just stuck with it and started working on stuff. And then, uh, t after Tanner's final year in 2018, right. uh, we fully, um, removed ourselves from drag racing and went full-time stock car racing. And when you did that, you, you started in what, limited late models, yep. I think? Yep, limited Hickory? late yeah. models for Lee Folk Racing. Yep. Uh, great bunch of group of guys. They are. You know, um, fast cars, too. Yeah, awesome cars. Um, kind of wanted to take a step, take the next step, and uh, we went to late model racing for DGR Crosley, and um, now we are here. Well, and so this is your first year running with DGR, right? Yep. Talk about working with that organization. It's awesome. I, I love my group of guys. You know, Derek Smith and Clay Rogers, all those guys over there, they're they're awesome to work with, David Gilliland especially. Well, and that's I was going to remind our audience that David Gilliland is actually the owner of DGR Crosley. Um, and to, to be able to draw upon the experience that David's had has to have helped shorten your learning curve. For sure, for sure. Um, you know, at the beginning of my stock car career, Lee Folk helped me out as a driver coach. And kind of got the basics from him and started progressing and progressing. And um, David Gillen kind of taught me some more stuff and taught me what I've known now. And so you stepped up to the Cars Tour. Yep. 
pretty quick success. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, did that surprise you as as much as it did the rest of us? Because I don't think there was anybody in the media room. It isn't that we doubted your ability, but I mean, to go out and drive, you were so composed, and you lost the lead, gained it back, lost the lead, gained it. It was you, you, you just wouldn't quit. It was like the car was on a rail, and you got the most out of the car. Did that surprise you that you had that kind of success so quick? Hundred percent. I definitely did not think to win my second car show race in the season. So, but. I was. Uh, I talked to some people, and everybody was like, "Man, we thought you were burning your stuff up out in the lead." And I was like, "No." I did. I'll be the first to admit. I said, "You know, it, it, because watching it, mm -hmm. I mean, you open the lead up, and you led for quite a while, and you know, it shows you how, you know, how dumb us smart media people are, because we're sitting there going, "Well, we've seen this act before." You know, mm -hmm. he gets out there, and he's he'll eventually come back, and you got Josh Berry there, and you got, you know, you knew that Barry and Lemons, they were all kind of saving, right. and. You know, they actually got you, each each of them separately, I think, mm -hmm. at, at different points at the end, got you, and you took it right back. I mean, yeah. three wide, it was just, it was crazy. that You drove like a seasoned veteran. Yeah, uh, definitely learned a lot from Josh Perry, for sure. Um, uh, we had brief messages over the phone, and my my dad was actually texting him. He was like, yeah, I think Taylor learned a lot from you. He said, yeah, I learned a lot from Taylor, too. <laughs> yeah, so, I, I don't think Josh is going to text with you anymore now. No. Um, you're no. done. You're going to have to learn the rest of it on your own, <laughs> I think. Um, that was really a surprise. And, you know, it, the, the Cars Tour is a very competitive field for being a regional series. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Like, one of the best pilot late mall stock fields there is. Um, Josh Barry, especially, especially Tommy Lemons, all them guys. There's really good late mall stock drivers. You've got. Um, I I always just to even think about this is mind blowing. Your next race is at Orange County Speedway. Here Actually, it's in this weekend in South Boston. Oh, you're going to run. Yep. Okay, you're going to run at South Boston. Well, your yeah, next I, cars race. My next cars race is, is Orange yeah, County. Yeah, that's what I was. And and thirty thousand to win. Mm-hmm. Can you get you even get your head around that? Uh, not really. <laughs> it's it's pretty crazy this day and age to see a Lamal stock race go for thirty thousand, for sure. Um, that's going to be an insane race. Yeah, it's going to be a Martinsville, but in Orange County. If Taylor Gray wins thirty thousand bucks, what do you do with it? Ah, uh, go towards race cars, I guess. Nothing. He, there's no Disney World here. It's it's just all about racing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that would, I mean, that would be an incredible feat to, to win mm -hmm. that. Um, so you're running South Boston this weekend. Yeah, I just found out a couple of days ago that we're going to run South Boston this weekend. Um, we're going to save the car I won, Hickory. We're not going to run it. We're going to save it for Orange County, and we're going to run my backup car at South Boston. I don't blame you. Um, and, and Tanner's doing some. Yep, he's doing a handful model. of late mall stock races. Um, as well as ARCA, full-time k and Okay, that's what I thought. He's full-time K&N, but he's sprinkling in some late-model mm -hmm. ARCA, maybe even some truck starts, I think. We'll see. Okay, so you guys are both, you'll, you'll race each other a few times, mm -hmm. but you're, you're pretty much just full-time late-model, yep. right? Yep, yeah, full-time late-model. you're late model. still 14, Yeah, which is really, again, it's just hard to imagine. Okay, we're going to have more with uh, Taylor Gray as we continue with Motorsports Madness presented by My Computer Career, Training for a Better Life. Stay with us. We'll be back right after these words. Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift. 
and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels, new to intermediate, to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves the majority of Monster Energy NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, Camping World Truck, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schroep Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even Racecom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on only one thing, making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina and Danvers, Massachusetts, the HMS staff is always ready to take the time to help you find the right product for your safety needs. Don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Stop in to HMS Motorsport. Visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com or send them a message on Facebook and tell them the folks from PMN Radio sent you. What an awesome game. What's up with your car? I don't know. It won't start. How are we getting home? Chill. My parents signed me up for the roadside assistance from Lewis Meineke. It was free with my oil change. They'd come and get the car started or get us home and tow the car to the shop. Good to know. With my driving, my parents never know what to expect. When you join the Meineke Car Care Club with a $35 preferred service, you get four free months of roadside assistance, including tire change, battery jump, lockout service, towing, and more. Contact Lewis Meineke, located on Route 1, or call 827-2054. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. COPD, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, is a lung disease that robs people of their ability to breathe. As many as 24 million Americans suffer from COPD, also known as chronic bronchitis or emphysema, and half of them don't know they have the disease. If you or someone you love is over 35 and has smoked more than 100 cigarettes in their lifetime, visit driveforcopd.org and take the screener, then take that to your doctor. I'm Jeff Stoltz, and I drive for COPD. Hi, I'm Noah Gregson, and you're listening to Motorsports Madness on PMN, the Performance Motorsports Network. Welcome back to the Stock Car Show. Actually, no, Motorsports Madness. Let's get the show right, Tom. <laughs> this is Motorsports Madness, presented by mycomputercareer.edu, training for a better life. We are talking with Taylor Gray. And uh, Taylor's, if you're just joining us, Taylor is currently racing late models with the uh, Cars Tour and doing some other late model racing with DGR Crosley as a part of their driver development program, along with his older brother, Tanner. Um, but Taylor had a background, of course, his dad been racing NHRA for many years, and you grew up in NHRA, went to work for Steve Torrens. We touched on a little on what you did with that team in the first segment. Mm-hmm. 
I really would like to know what what can you tell us? Everybody always wants to know. You got to have a million stories. Oh, yeah. Steve Torrance, you don't work with Steve Torrance and not have stories. <laughs> so can you give us a story or two that, that that is really sort of sticks out in your mind or, you know, might be uh, funny or entertaining? Yeah. Shouldn't so, be uh, too hard with Steve. No, not at all. Um, there was just one time, I believe we won Houston. Um, we all, he lives He lives in Texas. And uh, we all went to the house, and uh, one of the crew guys named Gary Pritchett, he decided to ride a bull. Uh-oh. And um, uh, as you could think, it probably didn't, it didn't go very well. Uh, he got bucked off pretty good. And I want to say he still has back problems from that. Oh, boy. And um, Steve did as well. He, didn't, he wasn't as bad. Wasn't as bad. Um, Steve sure. rode a bull? Oh, yeah. Steve rode a bull. I can almost picture that, too. Steve rode a bull. Um, he got bucked off, not quite as bad. Um, Gary, he he got bucked off and then got kicked a few times. Ooh. So uh, Ooh, you don't uh, want to get kicked by a bull. No, as you can imagine, that didn't feel very good. No, I'm sure. No. I'm sure. But um, yeah, that was that so was bull quite riding, a, not Steve's thing. No, yeah, it. He likes horses. He does ride horses quite okay. a bit. Okay. He has cows. He has um and some horses, I believe. Interesting. Pretty sure, I'm pretty sure he still has those. So he's got like a farm, basically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that fits for Texas, right? I mean, <laughs> our producer Randy Miller is from Texas. I don't think you had a farm, though, did you, Randy? No, I did not have a farm. No. I, I I lived in the city. I, I guess people think that when you live in Texas, you automatically have a farm and cattle, tumbleweeds, and the whole bit. But yeah, I heard you city, saw a lot of tumbleweeds. Yeah, you, tumbleweeds don't exist. <laughs> Well, I'm sorry to burst your bubble, but that does not happen. You know, it's because, you know, half of us, like my generation, the biggest thing that we knew about Texas unless we grew up there was Dallas, right? So it's all about South Fork. Mm -hmm. So we just assume that everybody's a cowboy and everybody's, you know. Everybody has a horse. Everybody has a horse. We ride ride our horses everywhere we go. Yeah. Yeah. There's no highways in Texas. It's all just dirt roads with horses. Exactly. You know, (laughs) unless you're in downtown, and then, of course, you can't do any of that. Exactly. um, so that that's uh that's an interesting story that Steve actually attempted to ride a bull. I can yeah. almost picture that. Yeah. Um yeah. okay, give um, us another one. Let me think. Well, is there a is there a something from the racetrack that that stands out? There's a something from the racetrack. It might not be very funny, but there's something from the racetrack. It's very um it shows you how confident he is. There was okay. one time it was Texas uh 2017. We uh common theme here. Sorry. No, yeah, 2017. Um, we wrecked in 2017. Okay. And um, everything was okay. Destroyed the car. Car was cut in half. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, you don't like have – when you wreck something going two or 300 miles, uh, miles an hour, you just yeah. don't have like – you don't knock a bumper off. Exactly, you know? yeah. Car was completely cut in half. Um, he got out, and uh, we all met him at the end of the track. We actually won the round. We crossed the finish line in in the air. Wow. Yeah. So um, we got we all got out, made sure he's okay, and uh, he tells the assistant crew chief Bob Lagana, he says, "Hey, go get the backup car out. We're gonna we're gonna race semis." And, wow. Uh, car wasn't even car was touched up, not really ready. We probably had forty guys, forty forty people probably working on the backup car trying to get it ready. Um, we got it ready. Pulled it up there. We were still working on it on the staging line right before we went up. Um, we lost to Brittany Force just by a little bit. We were, we were blowing up right past the finish line. Oh, um, wow. 
So I mean, we barely we barely uh, lost, but that's one of that's a uh, shows you how um, confident and encourage. There's a lesson there, though, even for you. You know, you, yeah. you never give up on a day mm-hmm. until there's nothing left to give, right? Exactly. I mean, you know, there's a lot of times you're in the race car and practice doesn't go well or you crash or blow motor or whatever the deal is. And, you know, it's like, man, what are we going to do? Maybe the backup car, like you said, isn't right. perfect, but you just keep digging and you, because <clears throat> it's all about the last part of the race. So right. if you can just get there – then you have a chance, and you know that's. I would imagine there was, there was a great lesson about persistence for mm-hmm. you that came out of that. You yeah, hundred percent. Going home, hundred you know. percent. Um, the backup car is not maybe not exactly what we want, and it's that's kind of interesting that he ends up blowing up at the end. So, but you know what? He probably would still consider that a successful day in the sense that mm-hmm. he gave it everything he had. Exactly. The stuff that happened, it happened, but. Yep. You know, the failure is when you quit, right? So, exactly. um, yeah, I would imagine that that was quite, for, for someone who is so young, and even though you kind of grew up around it with your dad, when you're in the middle of it mm-hmm. and you're actually hands-on and, and kind of having an impact, I would imagine that, that for an 11 or 12-year-old. Mm-hmm. I think I was 12 at the time, 13, maybe yeah, 13, okay. I don't know. I can't remember what age I was, but. Well, you're only 14 now. Yeah, so. I, uh, 12. Yeah, 12. Yeah, so, I mean, it's – it's. I would imagine that that's from both the standpoint of just the the experience of being inside the, the deal, but mm-hmm. also the challenge of – because you got to make sure your part's done right, right, right? I mean, you're not just waxing the car exactly. like a lot of young kids do in other parts of the sport, maybe where their dad races or – you know, washing tires or whatever, mm-hmm. you're in the middle of it. I, I can imagine uh, th- that must be an amazing experience at that age. Yeah, it's uh, definitely fascinating. Um, you don't really know what to do whenever you're, you're sitting there. You're kind of just like mind's blown, like what just happened? Like, Well, yeah. I mean, w- you know, we go to the go to the track to a drag race. And for us, it's all about the experience of – you know, the, 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 the rolling thunder and, and right. all the vibration and the noise and all of that, right? Sensory overload. You're in the middle of that at 12 years old. Mm-hmm. And yet, in your mind, you're still thinking about, I want to race a stock car. You had no desire to ever do um, NHRA. I understand that you can't do it yet. Yeah. So even if yeah, you yeah. did, you'd have to wait. But is there no desire for you to go and do that? You want my honest opinion? Sure. Um. My honest opinion, I think when I turn 18, I don't know if drag racing will be a thing. Um, it's kind of just a steady downslope. Uh, oh, so you see the sport in decline. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Tell uh, me, why do you think that? That's interesting. The car count, I mean, I think there was, at one race this year, there was only like 13 top fuel cars, and there's, you usually see a full field. Um, you wow. see. Uh, great. Us, we got out of pro stock. Um, pro stocks, pro stocks have been a steady downhill for a while now. Um, top fuels, it's kind of at a just a steady line right now. It, I think at some point it will start getting lower. Funny cars, they've always had a pretty good car count. I think it's just at a steady like top fuel right now. But they, pretty sure they do have a higher car car That's count interesting. than top fuel, but. What do you think? I mean, is it is it just cost? Has it just gotten too expensive, or what? What do you think is? It's get really expensive. 
really, really expensive. Interesting. Um, if you knew how much it was to run a top fuel team, it would be it would be mind blowing. For sure. What it give us a range. I mean, without sharing a secret or whatever, give us a range. Hmm. I would say if I had to take a guess, I'd say probably five million. Five more. Ten million. Around there. For a season. A season you you have extra parts at the end of the season. Okay. Yeah. So about ten million to run the top fuel. That's amazing. Yeah. And and so it, do you feel like it's just gone beyond the value of the the marketing that it takes to get the sponsorship to cover that? You, there, it's hard to get sponsorship nowadays. It's kind of just out of your pocket. Um, that's why I think it's starting to go downhill. So no one's really wanting to put that much money into it. And it's and, interesting because I feel like the TV with Fox mm-hmm. is way better than it's ever been. Yeah. And, you know, the ratings are pretty decent comparatively. Uh-huh. Um so, and I feel like the crowds are still there, so I wonder where the disconnect is. Did you it know, seems like the most common fan part of the sport that exists. Did you know that uh, Pro Stock just had to get its own show? It's on Tuesday night now instead of the regular Oh, Fox. really? Okay. Yep. Yeah, That's interesting. Uh, well, that would explain the decline there probably, yeah, right? They, uh, they, uh, they changed it to Tuesday nights, and then, um, you know, it's kind of one of those things where it's it's doing okay now, but I think by the time I'm 18, wow. four more years from now, I think it's going to be interesting. either that's really interesting. I think it's either going to be rock bottom, or it's just not a thing anymore. Wow. Well, let's hope not, because I love yeah. the NHRA. Let's I hope, hope somebody I finds a way. Okay, we've got about a minute left, so real quick, who helps you make all this happen? Yeah, I so think uh, Valvoline, Durst, uh, DJ Crosley. Um, that's about it for sponsors, but, uh, shout out to my social media on uh Taylor gray, 17 underscore for, uh, Instagram and Twitter. That's about it. Okay. Well, grab that, uh, their marker yes, and find a blank spot on the wall. And let's get you to sign our wall of fame here. Taylor gray signing, uh, next to Jesse love. Good company to be in Jesse running the power. Eye midget series among many other things this year. He'll be running for Keith Coons racing in that one. Uh, well, Taylor, we appreciate you taking some time to come on and yeah. uh, definitely look forward to having you back as you continue down the road this season. We, we think that uh, you're, you're in for uh, multiple wins this year if you keep doing what you did on Saturday at Hickory. Thank you, sir. That was Taylor Gray. We're going to step aside when we come back. Randy and I will get into the NASCAR schedule and talk about what we like, maybe a few things we don't like. Who knows if we'll fight and argue or not, but we're going to have some fun with it anyway. Back with more of Motorsports Madness after this. Everywhere you go, you hear it, and you see it. It's coming at you through your phone, your tablet, and your computer. It's broadcast from your favorite radio station, TV networks, and cable companies. It's in the stadiums, the arenas, the ballparks. It screams for your attention at the mall. It's interactive on Main Street. It's even coming at you from the gas pump at the nearby convenience store. What is it? It's digital content. It's digital content. It's digital content. Somebody has to create it. Somebody has to manage it. So whether your dream is to write it, design it, create it, call it, produce it, voice it, host it, light it, shoot it, switch it, record it, color correct it, 
it, edit it, code it, repurpose it, tweet it, blog it, post it, compress it, upload it, replay it, or make sure it gets to where it's got to go when it's got to get there in the format it's got to be in. You need to attend Carolina School of Broadcasting. The skills you will learn, the experience you will get, and the connections you will make at Carolina School of Broadcasting will open the doors to the career you want in digital content creation and digital content management. Call or come by today. Click csbradiotv.edu. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High School Driver's Ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speeds, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. This is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children. Name one of the leading killers of U.S. children age 1 to 13. What's the best way to protect children in a car crash? At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Jesse Love and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Uh, recorded, of course, uh, we broadcast live from the Race Chaser studio here in Mooresville, North Carolina. And my name is Tom Baker. My usual co-host, Jacob Seelman, is out of town covering a sprint car race, which we'll talk a little bit about next week. Randy Miller, however, and Chris Murdoch are both in the tech shed behind the glass and capably punching buttons and trying to keep us on the air as I try to keep myself from coughing and sniffling and sneezing. Uh, it is allergy season over here in the Carolinas, and I think I've got a cold on top of it. So like a NyQuil uh, commercial. Yes, it actually, yeah, we need to. We need a NyQuil sponsorship a, for this NyQuil, show. NyQuil, if you're listening. Yeah, so you again. Your money uh, and your medicine at this point. Yes, so again, our uh, my apologies for any sniffles or coughs. We're doing the best we can to, to get through this here this evening, and hopefully we'll be uh, good to go when we come back next week. But uh, right now we want to delve into the NASCAR Cup schedule for 2020. That was released yesterday. And, of course, you know, we've got a Texas triple header coming up as this show airs on Thursday night live. Um, we race Texas Friday, Saturday, Sunday this weekend. But I feel like, really, um, the big news of the week is the 2020 schedule and so many changes. Yes. I mean, Randy, you know, this is interesting because the fans – asked for change they wanted sweeping changes and you know when you do this and you've still nascar still has one more year on the contract with all of the tracks so you can't eliminate tracks and substitute new tracks in until 21 
So you knew that this was going to get hairy and that somebody was going to get mad at something that NASCAR did. Um, and we've had some, you know, had a lot of discussion on social media and uh, on other shows about the schedule. Um, <clears throat> first of all, we'll kind of go through it a little bit in detail some of the changes. Nothing changes uh, with regard to Daytona for the 500. Um, and nothing, we go from Daytona, this is where the changes start because usually it's Daytona, Atlanta. Right. Next year, Daytona, Vegas. Atlanta now moves to the slot after the West Coast swing. So we go Vegas, Auto Club, and ISM, which is Phoenix, for those of you who haven't gotten used to that yet. Then we come back to Atlanta in the middle of March. What do you think about that change? Well, this is something that was actually rumored for several weeks before it was actually announced that NASCAR wanted to, to go straight to the West Coast after the Daytona 500 because they felt that they wanted to, I guess, get the West Coast swing right. out of the way early so that the teams would be able to be kind of focused on the East Coast for, for the you know this beginning of spring and you know most of the races are right here on the East Coast. So yep. um, I, I feel like Atlanta will have better weather because I feel like Atlanta gets better weather. You know, I, I agree. Mean, Atlanta's kind of like us, you know, where we, you know, our weather's pretty much the same. So, right. Um, I, I feel like it's going to do good for in terms of weather um, and probably even in terms of fan count too because being Atlanta being the second race of the season, it's, you know, mid-February, it's still cold. Yep. A lot of fans don't want to go to a race in the cold weather. I know I don't. Um, so I think in terms of, of it being – it's going to benefit Atlanta a ton. I agree. Um, just having that date be there. And that's the only date that they have all year. So um, Atlanta probably is going to make out like bandits in the schedule. But it, it's – if you look – and, you know, we're obviously going to go through the whole schedule. But just looking at the schedule, when it first came out, I looked at it and my jaw literally dropped to the floor because I'm like – you know, everybody talks about 2021 and, you know, all the changes that we're going to see in 2021. Yep. And I think this is NASCAR's way of saying, look, you guys are all so caught up on this whole contract with the tracks thing, but that's not saying we can't make changes and we're willing to give this a shot and here throw this at you now. And I think if this is what they're willing to do in 2020, 2021 is going to be completely different. Well, NASCAR by contract can't move a date. Correct. Move a tracks date. More than two weeks either side of, you know, where it where it traditionally's been Correct. without the track approving. Right. So Atlanta obviously is going to be excited about this because they get three weeks later into the season, so it gets to be three weeks warmer. Let's hope. Yeah. Um, but here's where the first big change occurs. We leave Atlanta, and instead of going somewhere else. And going to Homestead for championship weekend one time at the end of the season. Homestead is now the week after Atlanta on March 22nd. And just when you thought that's bad enough or good enough or amazing enough or a, a radical enough change, factor this in. It's spring break weekend in Miami Beach. Yep, yep. Again, Homestead's going to make out like bandits in this whole thing too. Do you think? I mean, it, the weather's not going to really play that much of a factor. I mean, it's South Florida, so weather in November and weather in March is probably going to be pretty close to the same. I mean, it might be a little bit cooler, but just in terms of, you know, the fact that and, – and I've seen all the press releases about, you know, NASCAR people saying, you know, that they felt like 
Homestead's had the final race of the season since 19 or yep. whatever, early or the late 90s, the last 14 or 15 years they've had the season finale. It's become a situation where the drivers have gotten used to that being the season finale. So now what we're seeing is, is that the teams have already, like once you make the chase, you know you only have to win Homestead. That's right. the only race you really have right. to win on the schedule as long as you're in the final four. So these teams are looking past the first nine races of the chase and looking forward to that race alone because they know that's the race they have yep. to win to win the championship. Well, now that's all gone. Well, and I don't know. See, I, I don't know. The, the combination of NASCAR fans and a bunch of drunk sure. college kids. They don't, need a, they don't need spring break to be drunk in, anyway. So in spring break. A, yeah. I, I just feel like that could be a really interesting Nobody's combination in Miami. Miami. Yeah, but. that's kind of my thought. I mean, I don't know where – where we go with that, but it's an interesting move to put it there. Uh, and you wonder, well, who's got the finale now? We'll get to that. Yeah. Uh, we go from Homestead to Texas, and then April starts. We go to Bristol, Richmond, Talladega. Fair enough. May comes. We go to Dover, Martinsville, Charlotte, 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 because we got All-Star, then the Charlotte uh, NASCAR Open, the All-Star Race at the 600. And then we close may at kansas um we go to uh in june we go to michigan sonoma chicagoland and then another change at the end of june another yes and this is a big change this is the one that's disappointing i kind of i don't not not so much disappointing but more of i don't know how this is going to play out well uh let's explain what it is saturday june 27th and sunday june 28th we're at pocono and you say, well, what's the big deal about that? Well, the big deal is there's a whole race on Saturday and a whole race on Sunday. Yeah, it's two for one. They're not raising the ticket prices. Racing at Pocono, pretty much. Two for one. Yeah. So um, the fans make out great as far as I'm concerned in that scenario. Just to clarify, you're talking about two cup races. Right. That's what I said. Cup race, whole cup race on Saturday, whole cup race on Sunday. Two for one. Hi. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's it's one of those it's it's crazy though to me because I, I feel me. like Pocono is one of those tracks where the fan count's not that great. So now you're asking fans to shell out money for two consecutive days of racing at a track that's but wait, kind of boring. Hold on, let's keep in mind they're not raising the ticket prices. That is true. That, you're going to get true. both races for the price of one. Yeah, and I feel like right now, or I guess this season and in seasons past, Pocono is six weeks apart. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not well, that much of a difference. But. See, this is what's interesting to me. I Look, I love the folks that own Pocono, and I know that Pocono is long tradition and all of that. I've never thought the racing was that great there, especially in the modern era. Mm -hmm. um, but – Here's what I like about this concept. Okay, it introduces a whole bunch of variables. First of all, um, we don't know how long the races are going to be. Um, are they going to shorten each race? That has not been revealed yet. So are they going to shorten each race? Or are we going to see two, four, or 500-mile races? Probably 400 at max, I would guess. You know, that's an interesting thing because I know at Texas Motor Speedway, the last, well, not last year, but two years ago, the Indy Racing League ran their uh, Texas race in the ju in June as yep. a double header race. Yep. It was two separate races on the same night. So I mean, I kind of feel like it would be kind of cool to do some sort of like double header type thing at Pocono, where the, you you get separate points both nights, but then like if you you know somehow happen to win both races or something, you throw a bonus, a bonus in. Yeah. See, that's what I'm thinking. Both races. I think this brings up some interesting variables we could do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and if you shortened the two races 
Now you make them different. So, you know, maybe you do, you know, a couple of 200s. Right. Do something really different um, to make it shorter, make it more kind of fast-paced, mix up the strategy a little bit. Do the teams run the same car both days? Right. They, you know, how does that all play out? It, I mean, I just think it says right here, Pocono 400, Gander RV 400, but I've been told that's not necessarily right. um, finalized. We'll just have to see. Uh, the next change is the one that I'm most excited about. Well, and see, this is interesting to me. I'm not sure I am. The next change is that traditionally on the first Sunday in July, we, we're back at Daytona again. Well, we're not there in 2020. Since 1956, mind you. Yes. We're going to Indianapolis on July the 5th, Sunday, July the 5th, for the Big Machine Vodka 400 at the Brickyard, which is a mouthful. Um, and I'm not sure about this. Um, one of the negatives to the Brickyard race has always been the weather. I don't think we've solved any of that. We, we moved it into July. It's going to be hotter than, you know, whatever uh, at at, at uh, Indy. So I don't think we solved the weather issue, but we did put it on a featured weekend. I mean, it's a, it's a long weekend, so people have the opportunity to travel. Um, we we moved it to a featured weekend. Now you say, well, where did Daytona go? We'll get to that. Right. Um, but I'm not sure. I, I love what they did with Daytona. I'm not sure putting Indy on this weekend is necessarily going to be what they hope it will be. What do you think? Right. I mean, NASCAR's banking on the fact that it's July 4th weekend, so they're banking on people right. wanting to travel to, Indi to Indiana for, you know, summer vacation or 4th of July weekend, which, I mean, I don't know statistically, you know, if that's a, you know, a hotbed for people to go to for the 4th of July weekend. But I, I feel like as much as, you know, as much history is involved in, in the Daytona race in July, um, you know, times change, and I think it's time for a break. I, I almost feel like this race should be the same thing as the season finale where it goes to a different track every right. year because I feel like different different areas, you know, uh, of racing in different different parts of the country would have a different way to celebrate the right. July weekend. So I don't feel like it should stay in one spot for a long period of time because I feel like other tracks could, could benefit from having that race on July 4th weekend. Well, that's an interesting thought. We could rotate it around, but um, it'll be interesting to see what that does. I, I just – I think that the modern car of the, of the last, say, 10 years, I just don't think we've had great racing there. Um, and to me, on a premier weekend, you want to put something that's a huge event. Indy could be a huge event, and Indy is a huge event, just that the racing itself hasn't been as good if as it's it. it's marketed right, I feel like they, you know, this is their opportunity to show right. that they can put the butts in the seats. Yep. Basically. So we go from Indy to Kentucky uh, and then to New Hampshire Motor Speedway. Here comes the next change. The last... Two weeks after, the next two weeks after that, after we go to New Hampshire on the 19th, the next two weeks we have off. And you say, well, why is that? Well, there's a very logical reason. It's because NBC now will have the coverage. Remember, it takes over um, that first week in July. And NBC needs two down weeks because we have the Olympics. So we'll talk more about what that could do in terms of the schedule and what comes after that as we get into August when we come back around the turn. And then, of course, uh, we've got 
Also coming up in the uh, second half of our show, we're going to be hearing from Camden Proud from the Oswego Speedway Super Modified Division as well. Back with more of Motorsports Madness presented by My Computer Career Training for a Better Life right after this. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Here at Lewis Meineke, we're more than just your average car care center. Hey, it's Dave, your neighbor from Lewis Meineke. Whether you need an oil change, brakes, tires, or anything under the hood, we've got you covered. Take advantage of our free check engine light service as well. Yes, free. And don't forget about our free shuttle service. Never stress, we'll take care of the rest. On with life. Give us a call at Lewis Meineke, 302-827-2054. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Because it's not rocket science. It's my computer career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You can start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu. That's mycomputercareer.edu. Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ag Council. Hi, I'm Riley Herbst, and you're listening to Race Talk on PMN, the Performance Motorsports Network. Welcome back. Motorsports Madness continues here on Race Chaser Radio and the Performance Motorsports Network. We are excited to be with you tonight and having some conversation uh, about the NASCAR schedule right now. We got basically through the month of July and we left off, Randy, uh, kind of with that cliffhanger that we had the two weeks off at the end of July next year because, well, Summer Olympics and NBC's carrying them. So that means that both Xfinity and Cup should be 
down for both of those weeks next year because uh, both of those would be on NBC at that time. We probably will still have at least one truck race because FS1 carries them all year. Right, but the the thing is, is that because a lot of people, I've seen a lot of people on social media question why NASCAR is getting two weeks off, but you guys feel to realize they already do get two weeks off. It's just spread out between the beginning of summer and the end of summer. Now it's just all combined into one. So basically, right. this this next next year, 2020, we'll, we'll, we'll see them racing every single week until the break. It's kind of like every other stick and ball sports. You, you play all the time until the all-star break, and then you stop, except for the all-star break is in July um, for us. But right. um, we'll, we break for the Olympics, and then we go back to racing, and we race till the end of the season. So Yeah, and, and it had to be that way, obviously, right, because exactly. you couldn't move the Olympics. But And, and so you say, well, well, where did they find those? Well, first of all, usually there's a Pocono show. The second Pocono show is in that time frame. Mm. So that, I think that's where the doubleheader at Pocono idea came and I from. I think the other week is a traditional week off anyway. So, right. So. The other week would have been uh, – well, what they did, and we didn't mention this, but um, Mother's Day weekend, the Cup Series oh, yeah. is usually off. Right. Martinsville is that weekend now, and it's a Saturday night race. And I think it's a night race. Yes. That's yes. what I said. Saturday oh, night, night race. race. Yeah, Under the lights. Yes. Yes. Now let's yes. ponder that one as we step aside – for another short break, let's ponder Martinsville Cup Series under the lights on a Saturday night short track racing. And that's about as good as it gets. Uh, hopefully, it will be nice weather uh, at that point. But that should be a lot of fun. We're going to step aside one more time. And when we come back, we'll have more of Motorsports Madness presented by My Computer Career, training for a better life. Back right after this. We're growing like crazy and need account reps who know their way around agencies, the internet, and social media. Got connections? Or do you know how to get to the decision makers? Are you fearless? We need you. Internet radio, or as we call it, wireless mobile radio, is rapidly becoming the place to be with almost limitless income potential. So contact us to get involved with the fastest growing professionally produced group of internet radio stations in the world. Your imagination is the only limit here. Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or you can email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue. Okay, so Sarah, I'm dropping you off at Emily's? Yep. And Josh, you're going to? Soccer, Dad. Soccer practice. Right. Oh, by the way, I just wanted to let you know when I pick you both up, I'll be wearing my short shorts. What? No! Yep, and my dorky dad hat, and I'm going to do my dad dance for all your friends. They'll love it! Seriously? Why? Because I like my short shorts. Of course, I could be talked out of it if you guys would just buckle up your seatbelts without giving me a hard time. It's important to get your kids to buckle up for safety, no matter what it takes. And sometimes, all it takes is your parental powers of persuasion. Okay, okay, we're buckling up. See, all buckled. Good choice. I'll just have to do my dad dance at dinner time. What, what? No! Do what you have to to make sure your kids are wearing their seatbelts, even on short drives. Never give up until they buckle up. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Visit safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup for more information. 
Strutmasters.com is the proud sponsor of NHRA top fuel driver Clay Milliken. If you own a luxury car or SUV, eventually your high-tech suspension system is going to fail. And when it happens, call or click strutmasters.com for an American-made suspension conversion system that solves the problem for a fraction of what you'd pay at the dealer. And the only thing faster than the service you'll get at strutmasters.com is Clay Milliken stomping on that loud pedal. Hi, I'm NASCAR driver William Byron. You're listening to Motorsports Madness on PMN, the Performance Motorsports Network. Welcome back. Continue with Motorsports Madness here on Race Chaser Radio and the Performance Motorsports Network. Of course, we are also uh, on a variety of other networks and stations around uh, the country and around the world. So wherever you might uh, be listening to us or watching us, uh, we thank you for tuning in and we hope that you're enjoying the show uh trying to do the best we can here i'm a little under the weather but you know what uh we persist and uh and and have a whole second half of the show coming want to tell you though no matter how under the weather you are if you're thinking about a career change my computer career has a great opportunity and you can do this at home online two to three times a week you can be an it professional in as little as four months so even if you are under the weather, you can still uh, take the course and, and go through and learn and get the knowledge that you need online, or you can go to one of the seven campuses that they have across the U.S. and study there. Either way, you can be an IT professional in as little as four months, and you can take advantage of over two million unfilled jobs in the cybersecurity field alone that exists right now in the United States. So a lot of opportunity here. Whether you are looking for a first career or a second career, whatever, uh, you've got an opportunity with My Computer Career. And not only do they know what they're doing, but they've also got you covered on the financial aid part of it as well. Because if you're eligible, they've got financial aid, including the GI Bill for you and... On top of that, they work with hundreds of employers. So you have an opportunity to have a job waiting for you right after you finish your course of study. So again, mycomputercareer.edu is training for a better life, and it's an opportunity to get a fresh start in a field that is growing, leaps and bounds growing across the U.S. and across the world. So check them out. There's a free career evaluation right on their website, mycomputercareer.edu, training for a better life, I've been to the Raleigh campus here in North Carolina. I've actually talked with the people there, and I've talked with some of the students who have come out of their program, and they absolutely have been thrilled with the results and with their training. So mycomputercareer.edu, training for a better life. You can check them out on the web and take the free career evaluation test. You have nothing to lose. If you're looking to change careers, My Computer Career just might be for you. And we've got more information for you coming up right now. When we come back on the other side of this, we're going to be talking to Camden Proud, who's a 20-year-old that, like Taylor Gray, is accomplishing a lot in his young career. More with Motorsports Madness right after this. You own a performance car, and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. 
Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your streetcar on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Because it's not rocket science. It's My Computer Career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You could start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu. That's mycomputercareer.edu. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Reed Sorensen. Racing has been a part of me and my family for as long as I can remember. I had to make tough choices early on to get to the top. It took hard work and dedication. But it's those tough choices that help me prepare for challenges I would face as a cup driver. Make the right choices today and be ready for the challenges tomorrow. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. Hi, I'm Todd Gilland, and you're listening to Race Talk on PMN, the Performance Motorsports Network. Techno Todd bringing us back. Out of the break, welcome back to Motorsports Madness, presented by My Computer Career, Training for a Better Life. And also, we want to acknowledge HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsports safety, and of course, the fine folks as well from strutmasters.com for being part of our family of uh, supporters for our radio broadcasting as well. My name is Tom Baker, and we are set to kick off the second half of our show And we've got Camden Proud joining us. Camden, for those of you who don't know, is a, he's going to be a first year, first full season, super modified racer up at the Oswego Speedway, way up in central New York on Lake Ontario. If you don't know what a super modified is, look, here's what you do. You got to do while we're talking to Cam, just go over to the web Type in Oswego, O-S-W-E-G-O, OswegoSpeedway.com and check it out or type in Oswego Speedway on YouTube. Better yet, you'll get all kinds of evidence of what a Supermodified is. It is the fastest, most exotic short track race car on the entire planet. And Camden Proud going to be a first full season racer in the Supers. Camden, welcome to the program. Happy to have you Got to tell you, before we get started with all the race talk, I just found out a bit of breaking news that you may want to know. Rick Springfield is coming to Charlotte, 
in in <laughs> mid August. So you got to get your calendar out because you got to come down and check them out. I might have to do that, Tom. Uh, thanks for having me back on the show. It's always good to be here. <laughs> for those who don't know, Camden loves Rick Springfield, and so does his mom. Um, and I think they probably attend more Springfield shows a year than about anybody else does except for Rick himself. So I uh, had to needle him <laughs> just a little bit. Uh, but anyways, uh, Camden, you're in addition, obviously, to being a racer um, who's going to move up from the small block superclass full-time this year to the super class, um, super modified class, big block supers, if you want to be technical, I guess. Um, you're also a Swigo Speedway's PR coordinator, and you're doing uh, some social media work for the International Super Modified Association Tour. Um, and you're probably doing about three or four other things that I don't even know about by now as well. How do you find time to sleep? Uh, I, I don't know. Um, it's... Um... <laughs> The more stuff I've added on here year after year, it's it's really taught me um, time management yes, and you know, sure just kind of separating blocks of time for the different things that I'm doing. And um, I, I definitely taught myself how to run on very little sleep too. You, uh, you you can do a lot in a day, just not all at the same time. Is kind of how that works. Um, okay, so you're 20 years old. Of course, you grew up going to the races at Oswego, just like I did many years before you. Um, and your dad actually raced at Oswego in the small blocks and the super modifieds. Uh, and so you get the opportunity to come out of quarter midgets straight into a small block super. You run that for a few seasons. And then finally, the opportunity comes last year to jump into the real thing, which, for the, again, for those who are uninitiated, um, is a, a, an 18-inch offset, um, eight or 900 horsepower car with big 16-inch tires on the back. Um, I mean, it 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 must have been amazing for you the first time you jumped into that super modified and were able to take it out for testing. I want to know what you were thinking about and feeling like in your first few laps around the track in that bad boy. Yeah, uh, it sure was an unbelievable feeling. I mean, just to um be able to compete at Oswego on a competitive level for five really good solid years of small black super action was, you know, something I never thought I'd be able to do. And, um, you know, then the right deal and the right opportunity came along to purchase what we feel like is, is a pretty good super. It's a little bit of an older car, but it's, um, it's, it's a good car. Uh, it's won a lot of features. I think, um, we've made some upgrades that'll have it be a little bit even more competitive this year. And it was just, an unbelievable feeling, one of the greatest days of my life, one of the most surreal days of my life, and just to step on the gas, you know, going down the, the straightaways of that track with that car for the first time was something, you know, I'll never forget. There's there's so many people in the world that would like to try it, and there's very few of us that get to experience it, so I just feel really lucky to have the opportunity. Well, and, you know, this being your first full season, and I know that you're making some changes to the car for this year as well, and Oswego's got a few new rules and wrinkles that they've put in for 2019. Um, but just being able to, to plan to spend a full season has to be amazing. And especially given the fact, again, for our audience who's not familiar with this class, Oswego's the only track in the entire USA that runs super modifieds on a weekly basis. We mentioned the International Super Modified Association. That is a sanctioning body that runs super modifieds 
with the top wings on, and that's a touring series, but they don't run anywhere weekly. Oswego's the only track in the country and has been for quite a while. So just the uniqueness and the prestige of that to be able to do something that only, you know, 25, 30, 35 drivers are doing at a time on a weekly basis has to be just pretty amazing. Yeah, it absolutely is amazing. Um, you know, when the deal came along to, to purchase this car last year, we had great support from Ken's Body Shop, and, and the goal was really to just um, field it for the International Classic. And um, we, we worked really hard with Step One Creative, um, my other primary sponsor for this year, and um, they worked hard on, on doing a nice design that that uh, actually replicated one of my dad's old supers. So it was it was a really special thing um, for our family. So many great memories and an unbelievable feeling to get to start the classic. But um, we we didn't know really what was up after that. And um, this off season has just been unbelievable to have all these sponsors step step on board, literally step on board and step one creative. I mean they've they've supported me for six years now and. Like I said, have those guys in Ken's Body Shop with us to sure. be able to run a full season. We couldn't do it without them, so we're really excited. Well, and this year is, you know, it, it was kind of interesting because they made a rule change um, without getting too technical about it because our audience, a lot of them probably won't be informed, but they, they basically uh, took the tail section that you were running and have been running on the cars that's sort of almost an IndyCar-like tail section, triple-plane tail section, and replaced it with a single-plane almost wing on the back, um, just a straight wing. And uh, there, I think at first it was kind of like, oh, no, and I will be the first to admit I was probably part of that brigade that said this is not going to be good. Well, um, again, as I said with Taylor Gray earlier in the show, it shows you how dumb us smart media people are. We've got, what, 37 or 38 cars registered for 2019, which is more than we've had registered going into a season in how many years now? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm with you, Tom. I mean, I was, I was not a fan when the rule first came out. I wasn't sure how it was going to go. Um, I'm still not a fan of, of how the wing itself looks, but um, what matters is it really appears to be so far helping the class I yes. mean, there's definitely an increased interest we have like you said i think it's up to 39 cars registered now which is wow. the most we've had in more than a decade so i mean it's signs i mean are, are showing a lot of positivity and, and i think things are really looking up for this season what's interesting is that the, the rule was put in place john and eric Teresi put it in place with the idea that hopefully some of the isma cars that traditionally run the top wing would find it more comfortable and maybe have better success uh, coming to a swiggle to run without the top wing. If they had this back wing, it would kind of equalize um, the Oswego cars, the out-of-town cars a little bit more. And uh, it appears as though there are a number of the ISMA guys that are uh, looking to come. And even if it's not every week, they're going to come and run some shows. And so, like you said, whether you're happy with the look of it or not, as long as it does its job, that's the main thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I think that one of the biggest problems with getting ISMA cars to come to a swiggle, like you said, without getting too technical, is um, those tail sections, those IndyCar-like yep. tail sections. Um, they're, they're really expensive. Um, hawk chassis, hawk fabrication here in Oswego that, that does most of them. I mean, it's just 
technology yep. and, and aerodynamics has advanced so much over the years. And a lot of these ISMA guys that have cars were built more so for um, the top lane. Some of the ISMA tracks don't really have more of a specialty kind of thing. Tech. Yeah, yeah, not, not quite as high tech. So exactly, this, this gets everybody on a level playing field. Definitely, and we'll be back with more of Camden, more Motorsports Madness right after this. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes on Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves the majority of Monster Energy NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, Camping World Truck, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schrope Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even Racecom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on only one thing, making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina and Danvers, Massachusetts, the HMS staff is always ready to take the time to help you find the right product for your safety needs. Don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Stop in to HMS Motorsport. Visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com or send them a message on Facebook and tell them the folks from PMN Radio sent you. Hi, this is John Andrasik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Cody Connor, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Cody Connor, one of the uh, drivers involved at uh, Hickory Motor Speedway on Saturday in the aforementioned uh, Cars Tour Series event. He was running in the super late model portion of the race, and uh, Cody actually 
broke the track record by about three-tenths of a second um, on Saturday with a 14.2-second lap in his super late model uh, to get the pole. We wanted to have Cody on this evening, but uh, he was he's hes even uh, more under the weather than I, I am right now, and he's preparing for a big late model race coming up at Richmond International Raceway. Uh, this weekend. So we wish Cody all the best and we'll have on a future show. We are talking with Camden Proud, who is no stranger to speed. He is uh, a driver who was coming out of the small block super modified division into the big block super class at the Oswego Speedway. And again, if you're not familiar with the supers, go to YouTube, type in Oswego OSWEGO Speedway, and you'll get all kinds of uh, video evidence of how fast the supers are. Um, if you want to throw out some numbers, it's a 5A smile track. The non-wing supers, which is what Camden will be racing and what races there every week. Uh, the track record, 15.8 seconds. That's about 150, roughly, miles an hour average speed. Um, you put the top wing on, and the track record goes down by a second, 14.7 I think it is. Is that right, Camden? Still 14.7, or did yeah, we get a 6? Okay. Yeah, 14.7, um, which is a shade over 150 miles an hour. Average speed on a 5 8 mile track. What is it like to drive something that fast? Um, well, I haven't been that fast yet. I, I hope I can get that fast. Actually, we'll, we'll you've been it. fast enough. But, you've been you've been 16 seconds, right? Yeah, we got down into 16, 16 8, 69. Yeah. Uh, couple times last year yeah. um just kind of feeling the bugs out of the car but it's just it's unbelievable i mean the power uh the g-forces um it's i think it's easier to drive than a small black car when you really get used to the power and all that good stuff but um they, they grip really well you don't think they're going to but they do and and that's been the, the biggest um thing i've had to get used to so far i was gonna say it's kind of a mental adjustment more than anything right because um, obviously somebody your age, a young man your age wants to go fast, but it's trusting that the car, that the tires will stick, that the car will, will handle, um, the speed that you're trying to put to it. And, you know, those big wide tires on the back, you know, you don't see those in every racing division across the country. Um, it, you know, kind of unique to the super modifieds on asphalt and just amazing to watch how fast you guys go. And I have to believe that the sensation um, of coming out of the corner and just nailing the gas is just something that's almost indescribable. It, it definitely is. I mean, I remember um, kind of taking slow laps um, the first time I got on the track with the car and just kind of slowly getting up to speed. And the first time, like, <laughs> it was it was just a crazy feeling when you finally got the throttle all the way all the way open i mean because it took me so long just do that and and i think i remember my jaw like dropping to the floor going I imagine. Crazy when i finally got it wide open so it, it's truly unbelievable i remember i actually had a chance to do a two-seater uh nhra uh uh top fuel kind of deal and um, wow! I remember. I mean, we did 150 down the down the strip, but I remember when they when when the driver first hit the gas, I literally had to tell myself to breathe. For about the first two seconds, you just, it just took your breath away. It's like breathe, you know. Um, it, it's just an amazing experience. Okay, so uh, you're, this is your first full year, and 
coming into a hugely competitive year. I mean, we've got Otto Sitterly, uh, eight-time track champion, coming back now. Joe Gozik, who's still racing competitively at, uh, what is he now, 63? 63, yeah. I mean, he's, <coughs> excuse me, he's been running since 1980. I mean, that's a that's a long time to be racing a car like a super modified. And the skills and the the eyesight and all of that, the you know hand-eye coordination hasn't diminished a bit. He's still running for wins. No, I mean, I'm as big of a, a Joe fan as you'll find. I mean, I watched him uh, my entire childhood. I was always a fan. Um, I actually just uh, was sitting next to him at the indoor race in Syracuse a couple weeks ago, and he has, I mean, the same ambition and excitement that he did in 1980. I mean, it's just, yeah. it's, it's, it's crazy. He has a new, a new ride this year, new and improved, a former Nicotra yeah. car. So he's going to have a really good piece underneath him, And I'm, I'm so excited for Joe. And, you know, again, Joe's an example of one of many drivers over the years who raced super modifieds and ended up in Indianapolis. He ran a, uh, ran an Indy 500 back in the early nineties. And, Again, in the in the period of the '60s and the '70s, guys like Gordy John Cock and Bentley Warren and Sammy Sessions and uh, Todd Gibson, just a, a a bunch of the guys came out of Supers and went to Indy. So this used to be a stepping stone before all the road course uh, stuff came into play with the IndyCar series. But Joe's still very competitive in um, the Super Modified. Who else can we look for uh, at the front of the field this year in the Supers? Michael Barnes, of course, is I'm sure going to be a factor. Tell us about uh, some of the other drivers real quick that we can expect to see up front. Um, the first one that comes to mind for me is Doug Didero. Yep. I mean, he um, coming back last year after a long hiatus and driving a brand new car. Yep. You know, he ran three shows, and in two out of those three, he, he finished second and just barely by inches missed out on a win his second night out with a car, and he showed tremendous speed. And he's like just an old like cagey veteran. I mean, he just, he, he's smart. He knows his yep. stuff. He's been to Indy as well, and also raced in NASCAR. Uh, we got Keith Champagne coming back, right? Keith. Uh, mm -hmm. Keith is the nephew of the winningest driver in Super Modified history, the late Jimmy Champagne. Eighty-six wins, still stands as a record. Keith teaming this year with DJ Schulich. I'm going to be interested to see how that plays out. DJ, of course, second generation driver. Yeah, um, I'm really looking forward to seeing how that plays out, too. Um, Chris Osetta, Keith's car builder, uh, did a fantastic job with that car. And, yeah. Um, Keith Keith has been really, really quick with it. They're really consistent, solid runs every week, uh, more top tens than anybody last year. And now they're bringing on a second brand-new car for DJ, who, um, you know, it's the stats he's racked up the past few seasons with John Nicotra have been pretty remarkable as well. So it's kind of going to be like a two-headed monster. I, I think they're going to have a really good season. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. And, and, you know, there's a lot of the, for those, again, not familiar with Oswego, Oswego is a very generational thing. You have a, a number of drivers, including Camden, who we're speaking with, who are second or third even generation drivers who compete there. And it really makes it fun to watch the younger generation, whether it's son and then grandson or it's, you know, a nephew, you know, or somebody, somebody's brother. Um, there's a lot of that that goes on, Camden. It's a very fraternal group. Super Modified Racing in general has that going for it. It's really like a big family. 
it is like a big family, and I think that's one of the things that makes a Swiggo um, so unique and so cool. Like, I mean, I'm a rookie this year, but I'm racing against, you know, names like Bellinger and, and Champagne yep. and, and Gozik, and, um, you know, two of those are, you know, Keith being Jim's nephew and yeah. Brandon Bellinger being Hattie B's son, two um, really big names, two second-generation drivers, and then, like, Joe and Doug Didero, who I watched growing up, and, and Otto, and, and to race with those guys. Um, or I at least hope keep up with them is just going to be a pretty neat feeling. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and you could, I mean, you, Michael Muldoon is running the Ismet tour now and not so much at Oswego, but there again, third generation driver, Gene Lee Gibson yeah. talking about building a new car for this year and Gene Lee, second generation driver, son of Todd Gibson. Um, you know, there's, there's all of those drivers, uh, that, that either have, you know, fathers, grandfathers, uncles, great uncles, that kind of thing that have raced there before. And it really makes it unique. Uh, on the Saturday night, we see the, the big block supers or what's just called a super modified. We see the small block supers or SBS class. And now this year, the new 350 supers are uh, racing there for the first time. Not as a weekly class, but a lot of interest in that class for this year. Yeah, there is. Um, I'm excited about it. I, I wasn't sure how it was going to go at first, but um, we have a good solid dozen cars registered already which for a new class that has never been here at all before less you know doing one um race with a sanctioning body classic weekend last year i mean that's that's pretty darn good there's a lot of former sbs guys that have always wanted to race um an, an offset super modified registering and, and getting involved with this new class so um, i'm excited for those people and i think um, we're really going to see this third division um grow over the next several years yeah, I, I agree. I think the 350 class is going to be a very big deal. It's a kind of a step between the SBS car and the uh, big block super, and I think it's appropriately placed. And, of course, you got the NASCAR Modified Tour back there uh, on Classic Weekend, which is Labor Day weekend. And uh, you've got the New York Super Stock deal going on, too, and I see you've added a mm -hmm. second race for them. And I think that's going to be fun because – they draw a great field and, and put on a really entertaining show. Yeah, I mean, I'm really excited for Classic Weekend this year. Um, the Modified Race was absolutely fantastic last season. They they brought back um, live pit stops, and they raised the purse for 12 grand to win. Um, some kid named Ryan Priest put on a pretty cool show. Oh, yeah. So it was neat to have him at Oswego. But Super Stock deal is great as well. I mean, we're really pumped for this year. Yeah, it should be a great year. Okay, OswegoSpeedway.com, uh, Oswego Speedway on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all right. Yes, yep, that's okay. correct. All right, perfect. Uh, and, of course, uh, if they want to keep up with you, how do they do it real quick? Uh, you can check out my team's website at ProudMotorsports.com or find me on Twitter. I'm on there all the time, uh, just at Camden Proud. Okay, perfect. So, Camden, we appreciate you taking some time with us, and we certainly look forward to talking with you more as the season goes on. That's Camden Proud, and we are going to step aside. When we come back, we go back to conversation about the upcoming 2020 NASCAR season. More with the show right after this. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Whew. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. 
Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico in Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. How to deal with someone who says that's so gay. Outsmart them. This party is, like, so gay. Totally. Excuse me, but did you ladies know the word gay used to mean happy or excited? Then it became a word used to describe gay people. Then somehow it came to mean dumb or stupid, which is how you just used it, which is not very nice. Ew, that guy is on the football team and super smart, and he totally hates us now. Totally. When you say that's so gay, do you realize what you say? Knock it off. Learn more at thinkbeforeyouspeak.com. Hi, I'm Zane Smith, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, presented by mycomputercareer.edu, training for a better life, and also, again, uh, acknowledging uh, the other members of our motorsports partner family here uh strutmasters.com proud sponsor of nhra top fuel driver clay milliken and of course um hmsmotorsport.com the leaders in motorsport safety you can find them on the web at uh hmsmotorsport.com and you should for all your driver safety needs they have radios they have seats they have all kinds of uh of stuff and they are safety experts as well they've helped a lot of these series and sanctioning bodies uh, design their uh, safety rules and such. So uh, check them out, hmsmotorsport.com. Tom Baker with you, uh, struggling through a show here tonight, just trying to hang on here and battle the uh, this cold or allergy or whatever has got me. Uh, and we've got Randy Miller and Chris Murdoch uh, now both with us from behind the tech shed as we continue our conversation about the NASCAR 2020 Cup Series schedule. We got through the end of July earlier in the show and just to kind of go back for a moment we we talked about how indianapolis motor speedway will replace daytona as the first race in july then we go to kentucky then we go to new hampshire then we have two weeks off because nbc of course has the coverage at that time and the summer olympics will be presented in 2020 so uh two weeks off for xfinity and cup in that uh period of time and then we go 
as we get into August. Guys, we go to Michigan. We go to Watkins Glen. We go to Dover. And then the next big change comes in because guess where the final race of the regular season is? The final opportunity to get into, play, into the playoffs, it's at Daytona. Yeah, remember a couple of weeks ago when we talked about how, you know, in years past at Daytona, there'd be like three cars finishing the race? I, I feel like this is what's going to happen with that being the, the, the cutoff of the playoffs. Because people are going to – I mean – Probably not so much on a greater scale. I mean, it is Daytona. You know the big one's going to happen. It's just a matter of well, sure. when. So, you know, I, I guess maybe it's not as, you know, I, I guess it's kind of, you know, hindsight, whatever. But I, I feel like whether it's on a short track or whether it's on a completely unknown like Daytona, I mean, this is a this could throw a curveball into everybody's championship plans. Because yes. you go into this race thinking you've got it made. And then, you know, a guy like Michael McDowell comes along, wins a race, and makes the chase, you know, on that one race alone. And, and maybe knocks somebody everything. out yeah. who isn't on points, yeah. That's the exciting part for me. Chris, what are your thoughts? You know, I think really for me, it's – I mean, you look at the schedule. I mean, talking about Daytona, it's only one of a couple tracks in these playoffs that can be season-changing, either in a good way or a bad way. They've put a lot of heavy hitters – in this in this schedule so i'm excited for daytona i think it's a i think it's a good change i think it'll shake it up and i think to the positive it'll give you know drivers like michael mcdowell or david reagan or somebody who might need that one win to to get in and make it a little bit farther well i i agree with all of that and i know that a lot of fans but it's tradition we run daytona on the fourth of july weekend hey there's an opportunity here for tradition to change, and I love the idea that Randy uh, came up with, I think it was Randy earlier, about rotating that July 4th date to maybe some different tracks as we go through uh, the, uh, you know, the next few years just to see uh, what would happen. But um, I love Daytona in this spot. Now, here's where it really gets interesting because one of the goals that NASCAR had um, that I think the drivers wanted, I think everybody wanted, was a shorter season. Well, we've got one. They're shortening it by a couple of weeks. So when we get into September, Labor Day weekend, the first playoff race is now the Bojangles Southern 500 at Darlington. How about Darlington, the first playoff race in round one? Yeah, I mean, I, I heard a lot of rumors that they were, you know, they, they may be, you know, they were planning on maybe taking Darlington away from Labor Day weekend again. And I think they learned that lesson the first time they tried that. Yeah. And decided that they weren't going to do that anymore. So I'm glad that, that Darlington gets to stay on Labor Day weekend. I'm glad it's the first race of the chase with the throwback weekend. Um, you know, just kind of like, you know, let's kick off the chase going back in time and, you know, looking at cool paint schemes. That's just, yeah. a, that's just an awesome way to start the chase. See, I agree, Chris. I think that's really the, the the coolest part about this is now on top of the traditional throwback element, which adds so much to this race, now we get the fact that it's a playoff race too. Mm -hmm. Well, I think the, the good thing about the playoffs this year, just looking kind of at the rundown, is it's going to make these drivers work a whole lot more because, you know, the past couple of years we've had the same song and dance where you know we'd see oh these drivers perform well at these tracks yep. when it comes to this but now it's going to be completely different you know some tracks are the same and some tracks lead off and it's going to be different it's going to it's going to play strategy a little bit more i think i think these drivers are going to have to be a little bit more cautious 
about what they do at a certain track at a certain point during the race because they have to realize what track's coming up after them. Well, yeah, I agree. Uh, now, bearing in mind that there's three playoff races in each round, Darlington starts starts us off on Labor Day weekend, Sunday, September 6th. Then we go to Richmond. Then we go to Bristol. So Bristol now is a cutoff race in oh, round Lord. one. One of those heavy hitters I was talking about. It gets better and better. Yeah, it really does. I mean, a short track race is a cutoff race in the playoffs. You want to talk about a fired-up Bristol race. I think we're going to start seeing some of the old tradition of Bristol. Can we and, see another helmet fly? Right. Well, because, I mean, you think of how much tempers flare just at Bristol in general. You know, just think the Coliseum might have some gladiators come the cutoff. Race. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's going to be a blast. Uh, OK, round two starts at Las Vegas on Sunday, September 27th. Then we go to Talladega, the wild card. And we close round two. The cutoff is the Roval at Charlotte Motor Speedway on Sunday, October 11th. So we go from a short track race in round one is the cutoff to the Roval in round two is the cutoff, guys. You know, it's it's funny because for, for years, all I heard was people talk about how there's never enough of, you know, differences in the, in the, ch in the chase format. It's the same tracks every year. It's the same cookie cutter, mile and a half tracks. They've added literally everything you can possibly want into the chase this year yeah. for a dirt track, which is, I think, several years off. But I feel like it's going to come at some, at some point. But this, everybody's getting what they want. So I don't know what people are complaining about, but, it, it, again, it gets better. Well, for me, it's one of those those tracks where we could see Timbers flare again. I mean, we saw what happened between Jimmy Johnson and Martin Truex yeah. Jr. last year. Truex Good you know, slid it down into turn one just to spin Jimmy Johnson out. After that happens, so you think adding Bristol as a cutoff race? Okay, everybody just got to breathe these first two races, and now you're throwing another wild card at him in the the Roval. I mean, nobody really saw Ryan Blaney as the favorite to win the Roval, and he just came sneaking on in. So I think that's another track that you know you could see you know some of the road course racers or even somebody who's just kind of playing it safe prove to to be good at the end. Right, and then of course we get to round three, which is the final round. We start at Kansas on October 18th on the Sunday. Then we go the following Sunday to Texas Motor Speedway. A couple of mile and a half tracks. Um, and then, if you thought the first two cutoff races were exciting for next year, on Sunday, November 1st, we are back to Martinsville for the first day to 500. Now, here's the thing. I have mixed emotions about this one. I love the idea of Martinsville being the final cutoff race to get to the finale, the championship weekend, which we'll get to in a minute. But I think NASCAR better hope that Mother Nature doesn't rear her ugly head. Martinsville is far enough north to see snow at the beginning of November, and certainly it could be very cold. So let's hope for good weather. But wow, guys. Two short tracks of the Roval is the cutoff races, the playoffs. I feel like Joy Lagana better hope that Matt Kenseth doesn't come out of retirement. Because yeah, really. I feel like that's going to be the same scenario that would happen, you know, because that's the last opportunity sure. yep. to get into the final four. So it's going to be, you know, take no prisoners and do everything you can to make it. So if it's stuffing somebody in the wall, then so be it. I think the good thing about this schedule, looking at it next year, is it's it's going to be hard for you guys or for people to, to fill out a bracket to, to see where are these going to come out because – just like, you know, March Madness, as we're getting the end of, into the end of March Madness, you know, 
there's been a lot of upsets. I think with these three these three heavy hitters as, you know, cutoff races, we're going to see a lot of bracket busters the next year in the playoffs. Absolutely. Yep, I agree. And then comes the finale on Sunday, November 8th, and the winner is ISM Raceway. We are going to Phoenix for a championship weekend next year, which I think if we're not going to be at Homestead, in my opinion, Phoenix is a fantastic place to close the season on November the 8th. What say you guys? Yeah, the only thing that really can not, doesn't really concern me but kind of bothers me is the fact that we're ending it on the West Coast as opposed to ending it on the East Coast. But, I, I mean, I get, you know, during the month of November, you're really limited to the number of tracks you can well, run you are. of weather. So, I mean, you really can't just pick and choose which track you want to run at because it's just not going to happen. But a track like Phoenix is going to warrant better racing than Homestead just because of the track layout and the fact right. that the track is so much different. And, and it's, it's smaller. You know, yeah, it's and it's a it's a smaller track, so it's not quite the the short track that everybody wants, but it's also not the cookie cutter track that everybody dreads having as the final. Race. And Chris, everybody's already giving Kyle Busch the championship or Kevin Harvick because they're so so good at ISM. I think they need to go back and look at the three cutoff races again. Well, yeah, that's that's my point. You you never know, and I mean, there, it's going to be tough next year for drivers to just make it. To home, or I almost said to Homestead, to ISM yes. next year. Uh, and, but you know, if you see, you know, Kevin Harvick and Kyle Busch make it to the Final Four, it's hard to, to flip a coin against them. Well, it's it's just going to be a whole different deal, I think, because when you get to Phoenix and it's the last race of the season, and everybody's going for broke, depending on who the Final Four are. You know, I think we've basically scrambled this whole playoff uh, scenario <laughs> just enough to make it virtually useless to talk about stats from the past because with the way it starts at Darlington and has the cutoff ra uh, races, Chris, at the two short tracks of the Roble, this is a whole new ball game now. Well, and, and I think you sort of see, you know, that short track mentality come back over to ISM. Yes. So if you think about each ending round of the playoffs and now the, the chase or the, the playoff, you know, the final four race is now – at that short track, you can dive, dive it into the corners there, and you see some some drivers don't even uh, keep it on uh, above the yellow line in three and four. They'll drive it straight in right there and drive it yeah. flat. So I think I think it could be another race where you see tempers flare. I mean, when when I think ISM, you you think of you know Jeff Gordon versus Clint Boyer. Oh, you know, that, there that was famous that famous one, and you think you think adding a championship to that. There could be a whole lot more tempers flaring. Yeah, Randy, I think uh, I think ISM is the finale. Like you said, can only go to so many tracks. It has to be a track in the West or in Florida because at that time of year you just can't run up this way or farther north. So you you only have so much uh, to work with there to rotate the finale. Yeah, I mean, I heard NASCAR even say that they they're not set on Phoenix being the final right. race of the season. You know, for for years to come, they're going to try it this year. If it doesn't work, they'll move it to other tracks you know, on the circuit. But, again, you know, there's only so many tracks you can run it as a season finale in the middle of November. So, I mean, you know, if it's not Phoenix, then it'd have to be a West Coast track or a track in the south where the weather's still relatively Take warm. Take it to so. Five Flags in Florida. Let's do it in the short track. Right. I, I say we do it at a race that we don't race at all year long. Exactly. That's the only, Chris? the only time they race at, and that's it. And that's we thought this schedule was crazy. Wait till 2021. Yes. Yeah, because there are many, I can tell you, there are many 
many things that are being talked about for 21 that they just couldn't do for 20 again because the track contract with the tracks doesn't run out till after 2020. Going to be real interesting starting next year. Back with the end of the show right after this. Stay with us. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Motorsports sales professionals. Performance Motorsports is looking to build a team of experienced media sales professionals to represent our programming to the industry's top companies, magazines, and racing series. If you have motorsports sales or marketing experience, know how to work with agencies, understand social media, and are incredibly creative when it comes to working with clients and promotions, then we want to hear from you. Top performers are richly rewarded. Your imagination is the only limit here. Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue. You are a waste. A loser. Everyone hates you. Why don't you just stay in your car and keep driving? I'm serious. Drive until you run out of gas and get out of your car and walk until you find someone who doesn't think you're dumber than bricks. Could take a while, but at least all that walking might burn a couple of calories. You may not witness bullying like this every day. Your kids do. They want to help, but they don't know how. Visit StopBullying.gov to learn safe, simple ways your child can help stop bullying. Be more than a bystander at StopBullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your streetcar on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Hi, I'm Tyler Reddick, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Welcome back to our uh, checkered flag, white flag, checkered flag segment here on Motorsports Madness, presented by uh, mycomputercareer.edu, training for a better life. Tom Baker, Chris Murdoch, Randy Miller with you as we close this thing out. We're going to Texas this weekend. The cup race is on Sunday. Okay, guys, let's pick a winner. Randy Miller, who wins it and why? Joey Logano, because he won it, what, last year or two years ago? I think last year. I think he won last year. I don't. Know. I know yeah. he's won. Yeah, he's won in the past, and Penske's pretty much unstoppable this year. So boy, they are. Gunner. Chris Murdoch, are you picking your favorite Joey, or what are you doing? I am picking Ryan Blaney. 
Ryan Blaney, you stole my He's pick. He's going to win at some point this year. You so. stole my pick. He's going to win this weekend. I was going to go with <laughs> Ryan, too, because uh, Ryan has done everything but win, and I feel like that team is in a good place now. They've been together for a year. They're ready to go out and ready to get a checkered flag, and Ryan has been in position to win. They just haven't quite been able to close it out. I agree with you. I think Ryan gets the win at Texas and puts himself into the playoffs for this year, which would be amazing because that's all three Penske cars that would be in the 2019 playoffs. Plus Ryan a cowboy hat kind of makes sense. Yeah, really, exactly. Well, yeah. Right. All right. Well, uh, that about uh, closes it out. Thanks to all of our sponsors and all of you for hanging in there. Back with another Motorsports Madness next week. Same time. See ya. You've been listening to Motorsports Madness with the Race Chaser Online crew. Stay tuned to Performance Motorsports Network for more race talk. For the latest motorsports news, visit racechaseronline.com. Motorsports Madness is a copyrighted production of the Performance Motorsports Network, www.performancemotorsportsnetwork.com. A member of the Scorpion Radio Group Incorporated and may not be rebroadcast, replicated, or saved in any media without the explicit written permission of PMN. Check out our Facebook page or our section of the PMN website. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the host, co-hosts, and guests, and do not necessarily reflect those of the management and ownership of either the Performance Motorsports Network or Scorpion Radio Group Incorporated, the advertisers, or the marketing partners. Be listening again next week when the madness returns on Monday night at 7 Eastern. Until then, keep it off the wall and keep the shiny side up.